Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get to the episode, I just want to be able to go through some things to keep an eye on regarding the network. Uh, you know, we obviously got uh, you know, a fantastic set of episodes with Circle City Cinema that that's coming out. You can go through, listen to you know how they're talking about Mando and and and, and they're talking about Boba Fett and things of that nature. These shows just recently put out uh, their seasons and and so on and so forth. Very good, very fun to watch. Uh, you know, do not be afraid to check those out if you've watched them and, and, and watched the seasons and and all that jazz. Uh, but don't do it if you haven't because there's going to be spoilers. And then you know they they discuss movies and things of that nature right now. Bryce and and Zach uh, been working on that, putting together some some things in that nature. So don't be afraid to check that out. Alex is kicking it with the power hour. Uh, you know, the NBA season, it, it's coming to a heat. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on, a lot of uh, changes uh, in the seedings and the playoffs and uh, all that jazz. Uh, but you know, I, you know, you could screw the NBA in March because here's the thing when it's March, it's college basketball season. And as John Rothstein says, nobody sleeps until May in the college basketball season. And that is why, you know, with Bryce being out today, I thought of one guest and one guest only. I don't know if I can say this, but I think he really wouldn't mind the title. You know, typically I call him small market King, but I might call him mid-major King Devin Voss. I am excited to have you on uh, to discuss March Madness and what this is all about. I, I, you know, so many great games, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited to, to be on here. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a really good, uh, you know, they, they set up the bracket to be quite interesting, really. There's, there's a lot that could happen here. So yeah, I'm excited to dive into it. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, shoot. I mean, you're looking at all the top seeds, you know, everybody. It feels like, you know, everybody got seated properly, uh, you know, except the, you know, the NCAA probably did some kissing up the Duke to move them to the two line. But, you know, tennis. But, you know, I, I think overall, uh, you know, the committee did a relatively solid job with putting this together. Um, the teams that didn't make the tournament, uh, there's no egregious uh, mistake in my opinion every team that made it was more than fair uh you know i don't think there should be any pushback uh in terms of you know a team that just flat out shouldn't have made it every team deserved it for the most part uh you know and boss i, I wanted to talk to you real quick before we jumped into the men's action you will be covering some women's basketball uh for the ncaa tournament you're covering uh, the Kentucky women's basketball team uh, and what they will be doing in March Madness. Are, are there some things that you're looking for? Not, you know, it doesn't have to be Kentucky women's basketball specific, but are there some storylines and some headlines that you're looking for uh, with the women's basketball tournament? Well, of course, you know, the first thing I'm going to say is our great alma mater, Caleb Lynn, IEPUI, taking the IEPUI on Oklahoma uh, in the first round. Um, yes. Really great matchup for them. Uh, you know, uh, as as we were kind of talking about a little bit beforehand, yes. they're not scared of the moment. They've taken on Power Five schools. They've they've beat a Power Five school. They've taken yes. Michigan all the way to the buzzer. This is something that is in with is within their wheelhouse. You know, a lot of yeah, a lot of mid major schools they can go through their season and and never play a Power Five school or 
in that instance, just play right. one or you know something like that. Yeah. Uh, but they've they've got the experience. They've done it. And let's not let's not pretend like you know the Horizon League's a joke either. I mean, for a mid major on the women's side, the Horizon League's actually pretty solid. I'm not going to sit here and say it's great, but sure. you know, there's there's some great teams out there uh, in, in in the Horizon League. So um, so when it comes to that, but yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to be covering. Uh, the Wildcats, uh, they, they are on a roll. Let's just say yeah, that. Uh, yeah. They've won 10 straight. Yeah. Upset South Carolina at the SEC championship game, uh, which is number one seed. Uh, best One of the best school in the nation. Yeah. Uh, um, and then on top of that, you know, what the, really the storyline I'm looking at here since, you know, I'm in a little bit of a condensed scope this weekend sure. is... Uh, if if Kentucky beats Princeton, which or uh yeah. If Kentucky beats Princeton's, which they should by all accounts, it is March Madness, you never know, but sure. by all accounts, Kentucky should win this game with how good they've been playing. And they meet and, and if IU beats Charlotte, then it's Kentucky IU and Ooh. it's in Bloomington. Uh and they met the two teams actually met earlier this season and IU beat them by like twenty points. Um so it's just going to be another storyline of Kentucky team playing Indiana school. Can they win? Yeah. Uh, history tells us no, but this is also the NCAA tournament. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be some interesting stuff. Yeah, baby. March is lit. March is lit. You know, but the thing, the thing that, you know, obviously I know that, you know, kind of the, the podcast focus, I mean, shout out the women's hoops. Uh, hopefully it'll be uh, a terrific tournament. Uh, for you, Devin, maybe Kentucky can pull off the run, pull off the upset and get that revenge. Uh, and, you know, that way you just continue to cover this team or however you're going to, however they're going to use you in that way. But, you know, I, I am, I am excited, you know, when I'm looking at, you know, we'll get, we'll transition into the men's bracket. Uh, we haven't done an episode. Uh, my co-host, uh, Bryce Shetty, uh, he's not available. Thank God. Cause all we'd be doing is talking about Ohio state, Ohio state's a seven seed. <laughs> they're not worth our mentions, but when we move forward, but we will move forward. Uh, we'll start off with the rest re- West region uh, in the men's uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, and, and when it comes to the the regions, Voss, you know, and, and you're looking at the West, right? The West region, yeah. you know, is, is you know, a lot of people are sitting there like, yeah, Gonzaga's on a roll. You know, they're kicking it. Uh, they're, they're looking sharp. Every guy's looking good. Chad Holmgren, Drew Timmy, list goes on. They got stars on stars, but they can't get it done in the championship game. Right. But then you have Duke in the region as well. You have Texas Tech in the region, Arkansas, Yukon, et cetera. So before we kind of yep. you know get into stuff like that, just kind of what it, are your initial thoughts of the West region? And I mean, is there any chance Gonzaga doesn't get to the final four in your opinion? Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely think there's a chance. Um, I, I think this is actually a, a pretty strong region. I think it's kind of the, the sneaky one. Hmm. Uh I'm really liking either 11 seed pick, uh, you know, in, in this region between that, Rutgers or Notre Dame. Either one could go uh, at least to the Sweet 16. Really, mm. um, I, I think that those two right there are probably the most uh, sneaky uh, first four teams uh, in this bracket. Yes, um, but as as a region overall, I mean, uh, you know, Vermont. Kind of a sneaky team in there. Uh, yes. Davidson has a legitimate opportunity uh, to, to even upset Duke if they were to beat Michigan State. Uh, it's far fetched, but it's, it's sure, definitely no, there. no, yeah. Um, 
and then and then honestly Boise State. I know not a lot of people are going to be talking about them, but a really great squad this season. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if Gonzaga beats uh, Georgia State, which everyone assumes that'll happen, sure. Uh, if if they get pitted up against Boise State, I, I kind of think that's an intriguing matchup. Um, but yeah. uh, the Zags, yeah, I mean, you know, Drew, Timmy, and Chet. That's just going to be so tough to stop, and yeah. uh, they, they very well could be titled out once again this season. It's it's really tough to tell. Uh, the Zags are kind of just always that, like you said, that one team that always does it. They get there, or they you know they make a deep run. Yeah, they're obviously one of the best teams in the in the country, but sure. for whatever reason, they just can't finish it off. Yeah, no, I mean, I I think there there's a lot to yeah, you know, I don't know how many chances Devin Gonzaga. I mean, let's just be honest here. You know, Mark View's been a great coach, and and he's developed a great program. But I mean, if you can't win the whole thing, I mean, I'm not saying like you know, don't go fire this man or whatever. I'm just saying like, okay, if you're a recruit and you're picking Gonzaga right now, I guess what's your you know? I guess they're winning, but they're not getting it. They're not getting all the way done. Right. I mean, I don't know. I personally think with when I, when I look at Gonzaga, I think this is a year they got to do it with Drew Timmy, with, 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 with him being as good as he is, the talent of Holmgren, um, Julian Strother, guys like that. They, they got to come. This team's got to, this team's got to get there. They got to finish it off. In my opinion, you know, this region to me, when I look at it and start with the top half. So that's, it's kind of the one seed to the four seed, uh, you know, I do think Gonzaga should be the favorite, right? But then right. I'm, I'm looking at the Boise State-Memphis game, and I agree with you, Devin. I, I think I think Boise State's really good. They're stingy on defense. Um, I, I think the key for me, Voss, with, with Boise State and Memphis, Memphis, Memphis is high-level talent, NBA-level talent on that right. roster. But, you know, underachieved beginning of the season, and everybody threw Penny Hardaway and then the bus. I am still of the belief that Penny Hardaway is just not that good of a coach. He just got bailed out by great talent, Larry Brown being his assistant. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Because I think a team like Boise State that's well-disciplined can get them. They yeah. can get them. You know, I think, I think they're well-disciplined, and, and they got high-level transfers that can come in there and, and play a relatively good game. Plus, you know, I think Boise State, with the way that they're going to defend – and in my opinion, the way that that, I mean, that Mount West conference, you know, that, that, that's not a joke conference. The no. committee definitely didn't think it was. I mean, obviously Wyoming looked like a joke last night, but you know, when I'm looking at Boise state, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a solid team, team that made it very far high level. I, no reason to me that a team like Boise state can't come in, beat Memphis and give Gonzaga a run for the money. I'm not saying I'm picking it, but if you're like really wanting that, Eight nine, and you think an eight nine's getting there? Maybe that's worth the shot, you know. And I guess, Foss, the other thing is when I'm looking at this region, the five twelve. Everybody thinks the five twelve's there. The five twelve, you know, every year everybody looks to pick that. Um, I, I'm not there with this five twelve. No, I'm not sold with this one either. This is a bad five twelve for New Mexico State. UConn is driving. UConn may have to. As far as I'm concerned, you may drive. Right. You may drive UConn, might drive over and play 
New Mexico State. Yeah. Um, this is not, this is, this game is in Buffalo. I think people are forgetting that when they're talking about all that stuff. This game's in Buffalo. I'm, I think UConn has that done. I do not think this is the 512 that's worth getting over. And like you said, Vermont's been a sneaky pick, but it's tough to ride again. It's tough to go against Eric Musselman as a coach. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the way he's been in March. If you're if you would pick a team in the top half, do you think Boise State is the team that would create the most havoc in that first half of the of the West region, potentially if an upset or thing like that would happen? Yeah, I would I would definitely pick Boise over over a Vermont or or definitely New Mexico State. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I would I would say that Arkansas. I mean, they're no joke, so I, I wouldn't call yeah. them a surprise. If, you know, if they make it to the Sweet Sixteen here, but yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I would say Boise would probably at least in that portion of the bracket. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I like what they're doing. Uh, you know, and I think Memphis, obviously, with their high level talent. I mean, you know what Jalen Duran's given him, right? He, he's been absolutely yeah. awesome this season. Yeah. Super athletic, super versed. Yeah, he's first round draft pick, lottery pick talent. You know that if 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 they beat Boise State, I, I mean, Jalen Duran versus Chet Olmgren, uh, that's that's fantastic television. So yeah. I mean, I, I would say I would say fans can't get it wrong either way. Uh, but you know, when I'm evaluating this bracket, boss, and I'm evaluating the West, I just don't see. A lot of upsets on the first half, but I think the second half of the bracket boss, I think is really intriguing. When you're looking at Alabama, you're looking at Rutgers and Notre Dame, you're looking at Texas Tech, Montana State, Michigan State, Davidson, Duke and Cal State Fullerton. So with the Duke, we'll start off with Duke. Duke's a big brand here. Duke, Duke is the two seed, Ross. I think people thought they were a little overseeded. Tennessee looked awfully hot, has the quad one win, so on and so forth. I think Duke... I think Duke's talent. Okay, I want to make sure because I, I I know a lot of people have been saying this, but I want to make sure I'm coming off with it right way. Duke's ceiling, Duke's potential, is higher than any team in college basketball. Any, any, Gonzaga, Arizona, any. Right. Yeah. You look at their talent. They got five. They got five first round picks. Difference making star in Moncaro. Defensive player, you know, defensive player of the year candidate in Mark Williams. A good team, right? But they've not gotten there, Devin. They've not gotten there. And and I think Coach K might be the reason they don't get there. Because I think Coach K and the fact that he has basically thrown a, you know, dang near once a party everywhere he goes on the road. He, he is basically putting this team in such a gigantic amount of pressure that I think they have a chance to potentially lose early. I'm not saying I'm picking it, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Duke here. And do you think that Duke is a threat in this region? Like, or do you think that they're going to get beat early? That's, I guess that's my question. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Duke as a threat. Absolutely. I mean, any, any team, you know, coached by coach K, they're always going to give you a run for your money. Doesn't really matter uh, what they're at, but, uh, as you're saying, I, I feel like people sometimes oversell Duke because of the fact that they're Duke. Um, <clears throat> really great talent on this team. And as you said, very, very high ceiling. But also, we haven't really seen that team uh, hit that <clears throat> type of ceiling yet. <clears throat> uh, and, you know, walking into, say, a second round game against, like I said, a <clears throat> Davidson, say sure. they beat Michigan State. Sure. That could be a really, really sneaky 
upset pick right there. Uh, and yeah. I don't, I don't want to write off Michigan state, but if they're the winners, I'm sorry. I, I don't see them beating Duke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't. Um, which, which sounds really interesting, but I'm also yeah. just not sold on Michigan state at all. Um, just, but anyways, back to the point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there is a, there is a very real possibility Duke gets, gets, you know, ousted in, in, in an early round. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's totally viable. I, I don't see why that wouldn't be viable. Well, and, and Devin, I, I think your point, I mean, Michigan state's been inconsistent all year, but Davidson, you know, obviously best team in the ATN lose to the, you know, to Richmond in the championship. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and, and they I also think, have a win over a team in this action in the West. Yes. Yes. And I think when you're looking at Davidson, I mean, Devin, I think they remind me so much of what Virginia Tech did to Duke, right? Yeah. Light him up from three, space you out, want to pull Mark Williams out of the basket. You know, they're going to they're going to do that, you know, at their best. They're going they got shooters on that team, multiple high level shooters that I think would drive Duke fits on the defensive end. And I agree with you. I think if you really wanted to get a little spicy, that is not a bad that's not a bad upset pick. No. Um, I, it's hard for me to bet against Izzo in March. It's hard. That is I true. don't like doing that. that. I don't like doing that. <laughs> so that I don't know if I'm doing it, but I would not, I would not sit here and say to somebody, you know, that would pick Davidson over Duke and be like, that's stupid. I would sit there and go, I mean, the logic is there. We just saw it, right? We just saw it. We just saw a team in Virginia tech, just line them up from three. Davidson's better at it. Right. And so I, I, I yeah. agree with you hundred um, percent. That is, that's going to be intriguing to watch that Michigan state Davidson games intriguing to watch. I, I think what I would look for from Duke, Devin, is I think Duke just needs to pound Cal State forward. We, we should be able to know by like five minutes yeah. in the first half. In all seriousness, we should know five minutes in the first half whether you're going to kick their tail by 30 or not. Like Duke, like Duke, Duke. But here's the reason I'm saying that, though, Devin. Like any two or 15 seed, right? Can, any two over a 15, it's like, okay, you know, typically it's going to go to win by 20. But they might like say the game's like decently competitive. They mm-hmm. were up by like 10 in the end of the first half. The team kind of stretches it out in the second half. If Duke, to me, Duke needs to, you know, show out and be like, look, we need to put them right. In, we need to punch them right in the mouth. We need to go right at them and just put them away early. And we don't even need to mess with trying to pull ahead or any of that stuff. I think that's what Duke needs to do. That would show me the mentality of where they are. And I think that's kind of where I'm a little bit like, what is that mentality? Are they doing this for Coach K? Do they feel the pressure of Coach K's last year? I would I'd absolutely think you would. Um, I feel like that storyline's getting everywhere. And these players are going to have a tough time being able to just lock in on the court. And we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I think their talent level is awesome. But who knows? I mean, they could crumble. Um, Texas yeah. Tech, Montana State. Alabama, Rutgers, and Notre Dame. Uh, Devin, I 100% agree with you on uh, Rutgers and Notre Dame. Alabama's a joke. 30% from three. Um, you know, Devin, if, if, you know, shout out, you know, we're from Indiana, right? Um, you know, have you ever been to Holiday World, Devin? I actually haven't. No. You haven't. Okay. Have you I ever haven't. heard of The Voyage? Have you ever heard of The Voyage? I think I've seen advertisements. Okay. So, The Voyage, if you go up The Voyage, there's, you know, this huge drop. 
Okay, but the ramp up looks really fun. I mean, that ramp up looks great. But then as soon as you get to that drop, my gosh, it can be a what in the world's going on type of situation. That's Alabama this year, folks. They are shooting the ball at a god-awful percentage. They have a great amount of talent that could easily get it going and win a couple games in the NCAA tournament. But their their worst, Devin, is so bad that I think a team like you said, Notre Dame or Rutgers, well-coached with guys like Ron Harper Jr., Blake Wesley, can get over Alabama. I think that is a prime upset pick for somebody. And I like Texas Tech. I actually, in my bracket, kind of think Texas Tech could make a little run. How do you think of Texas Tech and my, you know, Texas Tech and that that kind of that 14 pod? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Texas Tech, uh, one of the best defensive teams in the nation. Uh, you know, that's kind of where everything's going to start at. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're, they'll get the win over Montana state. Um, but I mean, this is a team that, you know, they, they beat Baylor twice. They beat Kansas. They beat Tennessee. They beat Texas. Prov- uh, they lost Providence, but, uh, regardless, just, I mean, as you said, this is a very talented team. Um, and you know, whenever they kind of get you at that pace that they want you to play, that's, that's when you sucked in. Um, and, uh, as far as the top half, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like Rutgers or Notre Dame and, and really to call, I, I, you know, 11 over a six is an upset, but I don't feel like this is some type of upset game. Both teams, uh, you know, Rutgers, Notre Dame, both legitimate programs this season. Yeah. Uh, especially with, you know, matching up with Alabama, uh, you know, in Rutgers, uh, you get a team that's Big Ten, Big Ten uh, battled, I guess yes. you could say. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame, obviously, the ACC, not as good this season, but at the same time, uh, they're kind of a surprise to everyone, uh, honestly. Huh. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like both have a really good chance at Alabama. Uh, you get into that. Uh, round of 32 matchup. And I mean, either team, I, I think has, yeah. has a good shot at Texas tech as well. Um, that'll obviously, I feel like that's the tougher between tougher, the two between Alabama and Texas tech. Um, but regardless, um, I, I think Rutgers or Notre Dame is going to be able to be competitive um, with their little portion of the round of 32 uh, and, and really even getting into the sweet 16. I mean, th- these are two legitimate it. programs. This yeah. Season. Yeah, I, 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 I like Pykele. I like Bray's coaches. Uh, I think they're both very good. Uh, you know, and obviously Rutgers had a decent little stretch of, of ball uh, last season on the NCAA tournament. No reason they, they may not be able to do that again. Um, you know, when I look at this team, Devin, I, I, here's how I look at it, right? I think Notre Dame, Blake Wesley's got a chance to make himself some mega cash by the end of this tournament. He's got a real chance. People think he's right on that outside or in the lotto. Um, but I think there's a potential, you know, who knows? He might say, I'm going to stay next year because they got a really good recruiting class coming in next year. Yes. But, Notre, but, but Notre Dame, to me, has the chance to really take off. I mean, I think it depends on Wesley for me. But I, I think if he just 
you know, plays like a star, plays like he's capable of playing. There's no reason. And I'm not betting against Mike Bray in March. Mike Bray's a good coach. Mike Bray's a very good coach. He, he, he's an experienced, well-battled coach. Uh, I, like, I like Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame will win tonight against Rutgers. If Notre Dame wins against Rutgers, I like him over Alabama. I agree with you 100%. Texas Tech, great defensively. Um, curious to see where the points are going to come from. Um, you know, I yeah. think they're kind of just, you know, they got a lot of good players. Don't get me wrong. I just want to see where the offense is. How's that offense looking against Montana State? Is it going to feel like, you know, they're having a really tough time scoring? Um, I, you know, to me, that's the key. Because I think Texas Tech lost. I think if they if they get through, okay, if they win that 314, they go to the Sweet 16. Um, I mean, boss, I think they can beat Duke. Yeah, a, yeah. Good, a, a team like that's got will give a, a team with, uh, of Duke's caliber, you know, especially with the freshmen, uh, tons of fits uh, with their overall discipline. So I, I could see Texas Tech make another run. We could see a rematch Texas Tech and Zach on the lead eight. You know, I'd, something like that. that could be really fun. Uh, yeah. Next up, uh, I'm going to go to the East. Uh, Devin, I'm calling this region uh, bracket busted central. Okay. That's what I'm calling it. I'm calling it bracket busted central. I don't buy the top half of this region. Baylor, Norfolk State, North Carolina, Marquette, St. Mary's, Indiana, and UCLA, Akron. We'll start off with Baylor, Norfolk State, North Carolina, Marquette. So the 14 pot. Baylor does not have their leading scar. LJ Cryer will not be available for the first weekend of this tournament. That is a massive deal. Baylor's, yeah. Baylor Bears do not have a lot of depth, and, and they're hurt. They're hurt at key positions. Jonathan uh, Chanchua is, is a good player. He's a good player. He's out. So you got him out. You got LJ Cryer out. You're already short on depth. Um, I, I, it's tough for me to see Baylor making a big run, Devin. I think they were rightfully a number one seed based off their quality of work. Um, but, man. I'm not afraid of the Baylor Bears given their situation right now. Are you? No, uh, I definitely think they're the most vulnerable one seed. I mean, I know it comes at unfortunate circumstances because of the injuries, uh, but you're you're totally correct. Like, uh, you know, if if I'm North Carolina going into a round of 32 game uh, against Baylor, I, I see no reason why we can't beat them. No, I, I think, I think Baylor, could potentially lose in the first weekend. Um, but I will say this, you know, I, I, I have, a, I have an occasional, I, I occasionally look at the lines occasionally. Um, my God is North Carolina overrated. My God. I mean, I, I, I mean, my God, one win, one win on the road, one win on the road against Duke. And all of a sudden we're blowing them kisses and giving them flowers. I mean, seriously, though, seriously, like to me, North Carolina has not been a very good basketball team. And I understand Marquette has had their fair share of inconsistency, but my God, I mean, it shouldn't be this. It shouldn't be that we should not be sitting here. This Hubert Davis is not Roy Williams. I mean, I just don't think Hubert Davis can win you a game based off his coaching plan. And who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he comes out and he fires it up against Marquette and he fires it up against Baylor. Um, I am not crazy about North Carolina at all, Devin. I think they're carried by one win and one win only, and that is why they're an eight seed. Uh, I, I, I like Marquette a lot. Um, I like Marquette to potentially advance and then potentially be Baylor because of Baylor's injuries. 
I think Mark, yeah. I think Marquette's very stingy on defense. I think Justin Lewis is a really, really good player. And, you know, for a lot of Big Ten fans out there, Daryl Morcel transferred from Maryland. Really, really nice play yep. on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, give, give, can give you some work, right? Give you double-digit scoring. Guard your best permanent player. Be more than capable of it. And I'm not. I think shock is a little overrated in March. Uh, but do I think that he can get it done against North Carolina? I do. Um, I, I, I think that has a chance to be a complete bracket buster uh, with Baylor and then the winner of North Carolina Marquette. Next up for me, St. Mary's, Indiana, UCLA, Akron. Folks, this is what I call another bracket bust. I got the 12 seed and the 13 seed in this in this contest. I have I have the Indiana Hoosiers beating oh. St. Mary's. I have UCLA losing to Akron. Wow. There's always going to be spice. There's always going to be spice. And here I am calling it. Everybody and their mother is telling you that UCLA is going to just go and go for the smoke show. They're going to go for the final four. But people forget they caught lightning in a bottle last season. And I hated it in my gut, but they caught lightning in a bottle last season. And I'm not buying it again, Devin. I'm not buying it again. Give me Akron over UCLA. Give me Indiana over St. Mary's. What do you think of these matchups? I'd say they're interesting. Uh, that's for sure. Um, you know, most of the nation knows Akron, but they've never watched them. So really, it's a, it's a game of what are they going to show you here? I mean, they're a 24-9 team. They won the MAC. Um, they're, they're a great defensive team. Um, as you know, UCLA and, and UCLA likes yeah. to, you know, play a little bit at that slower tempo. I kind of I'm curious to see how that kind of plays out. Um, but really, I, I don't know, man. This this entire bracket's tough. St. Mary's has a very real shot at beating IU. Um, and I don't know. This is the one area that I kind of honestly guessed with in my bracket because it's, it's just it's so up in the air. I mean, like you said, bracket busting central here. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Akron. Here's my thing, boss. Here's my thing with you know. I get it, right? I I, I hated the Pac-12 in the tournament last season because it was a freaking joke. It was like they blew uh, they blew the candles on a birthday cake and all the wishes came true. The what I what I look at with what I look at. Well, I'll start off with UCLA Akron. What I look at with UCLA Akron, Devin Akron's only played about like two decently legitimate teams. Okay. Uh, Ohio State, they only lost by one point at Ohio State. By the way. And then yeah. Toledo, win or loss. John Gross, as a high major coach, John Gross is not going to be phased by coaching against UCLA and, and what they bring to the table. Right? Gross was, a, was a, an okay coach in Illinois. He wasn't great. He was just okay. But he at least knows how to coach against high major talent, Devin. He knows how to coach against high major talent. And we always see... I feel like every year somebody says, you know what? This team's got all the talent in the world and they're going to pick them deep. And you know what happens? They lose in the first round. And you know what goes to my mind, Devin? Texas what? and Abilene Christian. Texas and Abilene yeah. Christian. Texas yeah. was a high talent team. Yeah. They were looking good, sharp, smart. It was a head coach. They had veterans all around them. Decent freshmen. So on and so forth. What do they do? They lost. I think UCLA has a chance to lose this game. I'm not crazy. Uh, I'm not crazy over UCLA. 
I think Akron can beat them. I think I agree with you, Devin. I think St. Mary's has a shot against Indiana. I'm not trying to say they don't have a shot against Indiana. But I think Indiana, I think Indiana is playing the best basketball out of that 14 pod. I think they're playing the best basketball. I understand they lost to Iowa. I understand that. But I think they're playing the best basketball in terms of if you look at like the last five games, okay, you just look at what they've been doing last five. I think Indiana has looked better. They look sharper. Xavier Johnson, you know, and I get, you know, they didn't play well against Wyoming, but a win's a win in the tournament. Everybody can sit here and say guys and play well, but you got to grind out games in the NCAA tournament. Okay, so I, I personally believe with St. Mary's, you know, the key for me is, I mean, obviously, Tyman Cruz, he, he's a legitimate candidate, legitimate guard for them. But, but the St. Mary size could bother Trace Jackson Davis. Trace Jackson Davis against players that are overwhelmingly more physical, <clears throat> like Kofi. Kofi is just stronger, yeah. bigger, physical. It took Trace Jackson Davis a long time to have a good game against Kofi. It took a long time. He doesn't do well with guys of that strength. St. Mary's has guys like that. They're going to bring guys on him like that. That's my only concern for Indiana. That's my only concern. But do you, but do you believe, what do you think of that matchup? Because I I do think St. Mary's in Indiana might be the, honestly, that, that might be the team. Whoever wins this little 14 pod right here might be going to sweet 16 for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I could, I could totally see that. And, I, I totally agree with what you said. Uh, Indiana is playing its best basketball of the season right now. And I, it's fortunately at the exact right time. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't think there's, there's no coincidence uh, with the way Xavier's have been playing. It's, they've been playing so well. Um, mm. and, and like you said, with trace, I mean, he's, he's been on another level as well recently. Yeah. Um, I I agree though. I mean, St. Mary's. I, you know, honestly, of of many of the five twelves, the St. Mary's Indiana games probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at them. Probably no, the, the yeah. best one. I would say. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, probably the one that's going to be the most competitive. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think this is going to be totally fun. I'm <laughs> I'm really excited to uh, see what. I mean, really what this pod does, I mean, you know, UCLA, it's so tough to say with them at all times because yeah, Johnny, Johnny Juzay can take over games. I mean, we 100%. saw it the entire postseason. Yes. Uh, and, and that's kind of what makes them dangerous. But at the same time, you can't rely on just one guy. And, the, and they don't, they don't, but yeah. Um, it's just it's an interesting it's an interesting thing with UCLA. I agree. I mean, so well, many people are going to pick them. They're going to pick them because yeah. you know of what they did last season. Plus, you know, yeah. I mean, they had a great season. They were twenty five and seven. Uh, it, it, it's logical. It's logical. Do I think they make another run to the final four? Though, no. I, I will say that. Hmm. I will say that. Because. Hmm. The thing for me, Devin, is when I watch UCLA and their efficiency numbers in terms of they made every shot. It felt like they made every shot in last year's tournament. They did. UCLA yeah. And, yeah. and Devin, UCLA, UCLA did not take open shots. No. And if you no. watch, like, and, and if that makes sense, UCLA did not take open shots. Absolutely not. I was very the, uh... difficult, 
highly contested two point jump shots. What what was the what was the game they lost last year in the in the Elite Eight? Um, Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and they took, and again, their efficiency numbers were staggering, Devin. They were staggering because they just didn't miss anything. But in reality, Devin, the shots that they take on a consistent basis are, are just, they're not good shots. They're not good shots. And I just, I think for me, they were, they really, they have the talent level to go. I, I, they'd have the talent level. Mick Cronin's a good enough coach to get them there. But I want to see better shot selection. I want to see better shot selection. I think their shot selection is trash. And if, if they if they can get the shot selection better, I think they can have a run. Because I agree with you, Juzang can score. Haquez is the changes how good UCLA is. Yeah. When he's really good, I mean, they're really tough to stop. And when yeah. he's just kind of mediocre and forcing stuff, they're really bad. So it's you're going to get one or the other. I'm just not sold on them making it deeper. I mean, that's just me. And then, you know, we got uh, Texas, Virginia Tech, Purdue, and Yale in that 14 pod. Um, Virginia Tech coming off that hot ACC tournament. Uh, Texas, you know, the most people are considered underachieving considering the roster they built and Chris Beard coming back. Uh, yeah. Coach Diz is a is alum uh, school. And then Purdue and Yale. Uh, Purdue is the three seed. Yale is the 14 seed. Um, you know, I will start with Texas, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's caught fire. Okay. They've caught fire. Um, but they had to win an awfully lot of games, Devin, to get to that point. Yeah. And I think, and I would bet those legs are gassed. And let me tell you something right now, Devin. Let me tell you something right now. Chris Beard, undefeated, undefeated in the first round of March, undefeated. You go back to, you go back to his little rock days. He's undefeated. That's insane. He wins. He wins. And I understand they are not as good as they need to be because they're not. They're, they haven't. They, they've been a very tough team to figure out. Guys are not used to each other. The chemistry looks trash. There's drama about who's playing where. Trey Mitchell throwing a bit. But Devin, it is hard for me to bet against Chris Beard. It is hard. Because I think Virginia Tech, while they are this incredibly hot run, I do not think it's I do not think it will sustain. I do not. What what are your thoughts between Texas and Virginia Tech? Man, an- another potential really good game here. Um, yes. Man, I you know you point out the undefeated record. I just. I just don't know with this Texas team at the same I time. I get it. I get it. Uh, I mean, Virginia Tech, obviously one of the hottest teams in the nation right now. Uh, definitely doing it at the exact right time. Yes. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are going to bank on that. And rightfully totally so. Totally so. Yep. Um, I think it's entirely possible they beat Texas in this game. I, I really do. I don't think they'll get past the round of 32, personally. Uh, That's fun. Yeah, uh, I think it is entirely possible they beat Texas in this game just to get that one last, uh, you know, that one final kind of push type of deal um, in this one. And, um, you know, surprisingly or not, bringing out the statistics and things, mm-hmm. um, as, as I have ESPN actually brought up right now, mm-hmm. six eleven seeds right now, um, number six seeds are 21 and 23 
against number 11 seeds. Wow. Uh, since wow. 2010. Since 2010. Wow. Um, number sixes have won 69% of the meetings with number 11. But it is a very interesting uh, stat to look at because, mm. you know, 611 is, you know, just like the Notre Dame type of thing, it, it's very even field, even though it never really feels like it. It always kind of ends up being those, you know, power five programs that, yes. you know, are either, you know, they're, they're kind of right in the middle of the pack, but also dangerous. Mm. Yes. Um, so I, I don't know, man, this, this is a tough one. Chris Beard, as you said, I, he's going to be able to coach these guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. It's just a matter of them responding. Truthfully. Yes. 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 I mean, their talent level is staggering. And yes, I agree. They, they have not been what they've wanted to be. Right. They just haven't. Uh, very underachieving of a top 10 potential team. Um, the guys, uh, Marcus Cars, the Andrew Jones, et cetera, have not been what they needed them to be. Uh, but I, I do believe they're talented enough that they can get maybe one game. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I don't see him going any further. And that kind of leads me into Purdue and Yale. I think it's fair to say you and I both have Purdue, correct? Do we need to really yep. discuss the Yale side? Nope. Okay. Well, so here, so then here's my question. Then. Here's my question with Purdue. Purdue is talented enough, Devin, to go to the final four in this region. Yeah. They're talented enough to go to the final four in this region, but my goodness, they can't defend. They can't yeah. defend. They can outscore you. I mean, they can put up points on everybody, but man, they can't defend. And if they face a Virginia Tech, Devin, you think Zach Eady's going to want to try to guard a Luma out in a three point line? <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, it's fair, yeah. You know, if Virginia Tech moves on, that would give Purdue some fits. But man, Devin, this team's got some talent. And my personal take here, is if Purdue wants to go on a deep run, this is the best shot they'll have, I think, ever. Ever. Yeah. I think, I think how many times will Purdue have a Jaden Ivey? How many? Top nope. five, top 10 pick in the NBA. I bet that is slim pick and never. Absolutely. And you're looking at and you're looking at a Purdue team, Devin, that's been nailing recruiting lately. Uh, yeah, nailing it. They're getting great players. Why? Because Archie Miller sucks. But Purdue, but but seriously, Purdue, Purdue's killing it because the younger. But I I think Devin, the way that this team is set up, they have never had an alpha like Jaden at uh, Jaden ninety ever ever. Robbie Hummel was very good. The Etwan Moore teams are very good. It's not Jaden Ivey. Because Jaden Ivey can create a shot at will. Yeah. And when you have the big guys like Purdue has, um, I just think they're, they're, they're very talented. Stefanovic is really good. But, Devin, I think this team has the talent to make the Final Four. Am I crazy to say that? No. This team has the talent to, to get to the national title. It's just yes. been about consistency this year. Yes. Um, you know, they, they play games – they play down to their opponent sometimes. Yes. Uh, but when they get into the big games, they decide they want to turn it off. Right. So that's what kind of concerns me about Yale. Yes, I think they're going to win. But sure. It, it, are, what are you going to see from Purdue? Are they going to play with their food or are they going to put them away? Right. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's my hope Purdue would be able to put them away. 
and I, I assume they will. But yeah, I mean, exactly. You go into the to the next round, and it's like you know, <laughs> either of those I, teams has the chance of beating them. It's just a matter of them actually stepping up to do it. And yes, you know, they've proven multiple times this season that yes, they can do that. Um, you know, they've they've beaten Villanova, they've beaten Iowa twice, they've yes. beaten Illinois, they beat. Or, sorry, no, they lost to Wisconsin. Uh, but um, they know how to win the big games. It's just yes. a matter of actually doing it. And <laughs> um, playing defense and playing defense Seriously. is kind of a big part. Uh, so, um, but, you know, as you said, you know, they, they got a game changer, Jaden Ivey. Um, oh and, and they got a great, great, great supporting cast around him. Yes. This is definitely one of the most talented teams in the tournament. Uh, just a matter of them actually being able to do it. And uh, as you said, this is probably the last time, at least for now, that they'll be able to do it. Because as you said, they've been really nailing the recruiting. So they yeah. very well could be reloading. But uh, in this moment, yes, absolutely. How? I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I mean, how? It is not easy to find Jaden Ivey, man. No, and it's exactly. not easy to put him in West Lafayette, dude. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. easy. And yeah. I just think they got to take advantage of it this year. They got to do it. Um, Painter's a good coach. I think he can get them there. I'm not questioning coaching. Um, it is weird to me that this team was good on defense last year, not good on defense this year. Yeah. They have mostly the same pieces. But but I think I think they've got a chance – their talent level's off the charts. That's all I know. I like them the most out of that pot. Next up, the Murray State, San Francisco, Kentucky, St. Peter's. Uh, I am, I'm sorry, St. Peter's. I'm not talking about you. Uh, I think you will get destroyed. I think you will get destroyed so bad. I don't even think it's funny. I mean, I, I don't even think it's funny. I think St. Peter's, Kentucky being in Indianapolis might be the biggest hack the NCAA did in this bracket. <laughs> It very well might be because I yeah. think when you're looking at Kentucky, Kentucky and Indianapolis in the first round, I think you can lock that in. Uh, but Murray State, San Francisco has some chance to be very intriguing, doesn't it? Not, I mean, you got two hey, teams, two two good mid majors. Oh yeah, uh, you know, you got you got Murray State, who, in my personal opinion, is one of the most consistent programs in the country. You oh know, yeah, just don't talk about them because they're not a powerful. And San Francisco has some really intriguing guard play, and in a very They've been very good this season and, you know, have given teams some fits, you know, beat uh, a Davidson. Okay. Uh, be able, was able to beat BYU, uh, was able to beat Jelly Walker and UAB. Um, I think this has got a chance to be a great game. Um, I'm curious to hear your perspective on what this game can turn out to be. Give me Murray State. Just give me mm. it. Lock it in. Lock it, it in. in. You're not even hesitating. No, I'm not. I like it. Write I like it. Write a card, put it in a box, shake it up, pull it out. It's still going to say Murray State. Uh, you're just a believer in what they're, what they're about and what that program's about? Awesome defense. Even better yeah. offense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Their schedule, just a solid. They beat Belmont twice. Beat Chattanooga. Beat, beat Memphis. Yeah. Uh, and... Playing playing against a team like Auburn, they they lost by thirteen. But um, I, I really really like the Racers in this bracket. I'm not gonna lie to you. 
I get um, it. I get I, it. I really think they could legitimately take down Kentucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. I'm happy someone else thinks that. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Murray State is a very talented team. And I I don't want to sit here and, and, and sleep on San Francisco, though. I mean, no, I get uh, it. we, we got to give credit to San Francisco. They're just as good defensively and offensively uh, as Murray State. But yes. uh, I, I just kind of like... The, the flow that Murray State has. I mean, I they, they they kind of have everything. I mean, um, at least everything that you want in a, in a really great team. Um, I agree. Sure, I agree. it doesn't have size, but that's proven not to be an issue this season. Well, uh, yeah. They've literally kind of took that to heart. Sure, we don't have size, but we're going to attack the boards uh, and, and win that thing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they do. Yes. And I think that's kind of one of the great things about Murray State and um, you know, we, we were all here when we, we all watched, I mean, I know it was John Morant, you know, yeah. one of the best players in the NBA at, or now, but also in the NCAA tournament at the time. But, you know, you get a lot of those guys that were with John Morant yes, you do. during that season yep. back here. Um, and I, I really think that Murray State's a dangerous team, especially in this pot. I agree. I agree. Murray travels. Murray State travels. Uh, they, they were out at uh, at Evansville for the Ohio Valley. Uh, they travel, man. The racers travel, and they're not going to be afraid to travel to Indianapolis. Um, no, and they shouldn't be afraid to travel to Indianapolis because they're really freaking good. Yeah, McMahon's a really good head coach. Um, I, I I think he absolutely should have a power five job. It's a crime he didn't have a power five job. But if he wants to stay on stay with the racers, I'm all for it. Um, Devin, I'll tell you what. Now, I get everybody hyping up Oscar, Oscar Shibway from Kentucky. He's the real deal. National player of the year. But, man, wouldn't it be fun to see K.J. Williams go at Oscar Shibway? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it not? K.J. Yeah. Williams is a talented big man. And he would provide a lot of issues for Oscar Shibway. And I think a lot of people aren't talking about that because of Shibway's dominance. And I understand it. But, man, K.J. Williams would provide some trouble. He is a very nice piece for them. Murray State's got a really, really nice backcourt. Tevin Brown being a part of that. Tevin Brown being a part of that. But I think that they are so well coached, Devin. You know, this – look, I was there last year. I was there in Bankers last year when Loyola Chicago beat Illinois. I get that type of vibe here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I get that type of vibe. A team that has no pressure on them in Murray State. Nothing to lose. They're playing – the team, the top team in Kentucky, Kentucky versus Kentucky. Let's prove it. Yeah. Let's prove it right now. Kentucky's got all the pressure on them in that game. I mean, they I do. Agree. They got all the pressure. They got, if they lose to Murray State, Devin, that's not going to look good. No. And people will remember that for history. It's not just going to be this year. People are going to look back at that 20 years from now and be like, remember when Murray State, Murray State beat Kentucky? Yeah. People will remember that in that state. I, I hope that game happens because I think that rivalry would be sick to see. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I like Murray State. I agree with you. I like Kentucky. I think Kentucky's extremely talented. I know a lot of people have them going in the Final Four, and I get it. Um, I will say this, though. Um, Kellen Grady's got to make his shots. Kellen Grady did not make his shots against Tennessee. He looked horrible. Yeah, absolutely. Kellen Grady used to make shots. Um, Toppin. Is not Obi Toppin. 
He's, that's not that's not what he is. You don't put him at the freaking wing and expect he'll be topping to come out of his come out of himself. I'm just saying yeah. though. I'm just saying though. Like, I mean, that's my problem. They're relying on they're relying on Grady, Devin. They're relying on Grady. Grady's got to shoot the ball better. He's got to be consistent. I see no reason he can't be, but I'm intrigued by that. And I'm intrigued by if Wheeler and Washington are able to stay healthy. They're very good. It's a good backcourt, but you know, they're they're trying to get themselves back in the groove after some injuries. And I think people yeah. are forgetting about that when it comes to Kentucky. Next up, uh, we will move towards the South region uh, with the Arizona Wildcats and Wright State. Hey, Horizon represent. Wright State. Yeah, Wright State uh, said, Peter Chris, you can go bye bye. Uh, and and Seton Hall and TCU. We'll start with the first, uh, we'll start with that first pod. Uh, we'll start with Arizona, Devin. I mean, I, I'm not giving Wright State, a sh- uh, Wright, Wright State a shot. I mean, honestly, no, no. I think the one beats the 16. But, you know, Arizona. Their talent level's insane. The size yep. that they're going to match up with from an athletic standpoint is really insane. Um, a lot of people have them going to the national title and even winning the championship in time yep. the first year. Are you sold on the Arizona Wildcats? Yeah, I would say I'm sold on the Arizona Wildcats. Mm-hmm. Unlike the majority of the teams that we talked about, minus Gonzaga sure. so far, uh, Arizona has been by far the most consistent team this season. Um, <clears throat> they've, they've looked very good. They have the talent across the board. Uh, they play well on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, their BPI ranks four, uh, five and two against top 25 teams. They, I think the writing's on the wall here. Arizona uh, is just a very good team. Um, there's not really Sean Miller is gone. So (laughs) yeah, uh, I I feel like kind of that, that weight that's there is kind of off of their backs now. I agree with that. Um, because you know, Sean Miller just never really performed well in the tournament and no, this is a kind of a clean state, clean slate, Hmm. uh, for them. So, uh, I, I do give Arizona a legitimate shot shot at going to the national championship this season. Uh, very good team. And, you know, their bracket or their, the South is fairly tough, but definitely not one that they can't get out of. 100%. 100%. I like, I, I agree with you. I think Arizona is the real deal. Um, I think people are sleeping on Benedict um, as a prospect. He's ridiculous. He's ridiculously good. And the only reason he's not talked about more is because he's on the West Coast and everybody in the East Coast and Central Coast is going to bed. Yeah, that's fair. I think he's really good. Um, Kirk Kreese's injury is a big deal. It's a massive deal. Um, if I'm Arizona, I'm not playing him against Wright State. I'm not playing him against Wright State. I'm no, trying to make no. sure he's healthy because he's too freaking good. And I have such good depth where I can take advantage of him. I think Arizona needs to. I think Arizona needs to sit Creasa in this first game, and they need to get him ready for Seton Hall and TCU. Look, like Coloco, Coloco's a freaking beast. They got they got so much they got so much going for them right now. It's not even funny. I agree with you. They're so consistent. I think they are the they're my, they're my favorite team to watch. They're my yeah, favorite team. To watch. Total total respect to our Horizon League brethren and and Wright State, but they lost wow. a forty four pipe to Purdue. Man, they. 
they got no shot in this well, one. They, they well, shout out Tanner Holden, man. He put some buckets up tonight. Oh, yeah. Crap. Shout out Tanner Holden. He showed Peter Chris who the real bucket getter is. <laughs> Next up, Seton Hall and Seton Hall and TCU, a game I'm extremely intrigued by for a couple reasons. Yeah. Number one, the eight nine is always good. Number yep. two, this bad boy is going to get started at like 11 o'clock. And the writing's on the <laughs> yeah. wall. Yeah, I mean, the writing's on the wall. It's yep. a 957 tip. I don't care. This bad boy is <laughs> starting at 11. It's, it, there's going to be some sort of delay. All right. And I love it because I think this game, I think this game is super intriguing. You know, Seton Hall, uh, a, a team that's just so physical defensively. Kevin Lewis, such a great coach. Such a physical coach. He always comes out and gets, he gets his guys ready for some, for some war. Right. Jared Roden, tough, tough guard. Tough guard. Yeah. I mean, he's not like Miles. He's not like Powell up from Seton Hall, but he he gets he gets buckets in a good way. He's physical. He's not afraid of the moment. East Coast guard, a, a legit East Coast guard. You know, the East Coast guards, every great East Coast guard is never afraid of their opponent. Jared Roden is that way. I like Seton Hall in that retrospect. Um, but you know, I've always liked Jamie Dixon. I have. Yeah. I think Jamie Dixon's a very solid coach. And I really like what they are defensively. And I think, I think they've got a very um, sneaky backcourt that, that people don't talk about. Uh, and, and I like what they could bring. I like the Horn Frogs in this game. Uh, when you look at their shooting, obviously it's horrible. They can't shoot the three. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like what they can. I, 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 like the, I like them. I like them. I think the Big 12 is really good. And I think that TCU really held its own. I mean, you beat Kansas. Yeah, that's a big one. Right? You beat Kansas. You lost to them twice in a row, but you beat them. You beat Texas Tech. You beat Texas. Right? Those are the top teams. And you got your wins against them. Right? You got Iowa State. Um, You beat a... You know, I can guess we can count Oklahoma, even though I, I think they're not that great. But you look at you look at what TCU has done. I like them in this conference. I think they're a really good defensive team. I think if the game slows down, part of me is just really liking the Horn Frogs. What do you think of what Seton Hall and TCU can do uh, in this pod? Yeah, and that's the tough part. Both these teams are defensive focused. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, they both like slowing you down and, and working that. Um, yeah, honestly, this this might be one of the most even matchups I've seen in the bracket yet. I agree. Um, you know, really, the only advantage here is, I mean, there, there really isn't an advantage. I mean, they both have similar records versus the top twenty-five, albeit TCU has a better one. Sure. Um, they both hold their opponents to about the same points per game. They both have are in the same BPI range. Yes. Uh, they both even score around the same amount. This is mm. like such an even battle that this could end up being, yeah, <laughs> this could yeah. end up being one of the best games of the, of the opening weekend. Totally um, agree. Yeah. And as far as the winner goes, it's a toss up. I mean, let's. I get it. Yeah. You go to ESPN, it is 50.9% predicted to go TCU's way, 49.1% seat hall. Like, mm. their power index can't even decide. The money yes. line is a one point spread. Like, <laughs> like, this game is going to be ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think in this instance, um, I'm gonna have to lean TCU. But even when you look at you know playing against power, which you know TCU is yeah. a power five school, but yeah, even playing against power five opponents, you know, Seton Hall has a similar resume. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, taking down Texas, taking down Michigan for what yes. that's worth, uh, beating UConn. Yeah. at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, both teams are legit. Uh, it's a total toss up, but you know, with, with their wins over Kansas, uh, over Texas tech, um, Texas, yeah. I'm just going to lean TCU, uh, in this one, just kind of to be on the I safe side, but, yep. uh, I have no absolute pick here. This is just going to be a fun one to watch. Mike miles, Mike miles, jr. Versus Roden. Mike Miles versus Roden. Who you got? Who you got? Who do you like more? And I think that's who you lean more. That's my opinion. I think if you whatever, because I think these are your two best players in the game. Absolutely. Who who who's going to do one another? I think that's what separates this game, Devin. I honestly do. It's who you trust more. And I think you know you can make the argument either way. Yeah. Uh, next pod, a pod that many find intriguing for upsets: Houston and UAB, Illinois and Chattanooga. Now let's start off with Illinois and Chattanooga. Um, I am not falling for the trend of Chattanooga over Illinois. I'm Neither not falling I. for it. I think people are a little too trendy on this. And I understand that maybe you and I will be not the most popular people with this. Um, but I am sorry that I don't believe the Southern Conference has a guy that can be anything close to what Kofi Coburn will bring on Friday evening. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't think Kofi no, Coburn. I think totally Kofi Coburn. I think Kofi Coburn will be bringing a different element than anything Chattanooga can see. And I also think that they're going to be really hungry after last yeah. year in the way they got knocked out by Loyola. And I think while Chattanooga certainly got some intriguing guard play, Malachi Smith and Matisse, they're good. I just yeah. part of me thinks. I really, I, you know, I understand Illinois has not been up to their potential, but Kofi Coburn can be the best player on the floor in any game. I think, and here's the other weird thing about Illinois. I, I'm, a, I'm curious to see if you agree with me on this. I would assume he was a great player. He's a yes. great player. He was 1A to 1B with Kofi, and, and, and that's a great duo. But I think sometimes when you have a great collection of guards, that can be an advantage. Illinois has a great collection of guards. Yeah. They have, they have guys who can mix and match personnel wise guys can get going on certain nights. I think that's really good in March to have that unpredictability, but also have trust. Trent Frazier is just a solid savvy veteran. Big Andre Plummer guy. I like what he brings. And I understand that Cabello has not been shooting the ball very well, but he's so savvy. He's just so oh, yeah. crafty. So he, he, you know, he never seems phased. I like Illinois, and I think Illinois could potentially make a really good push against Arizona. And I'm curious to see your thoughts on Illinois Chattanooga before we get to Houston. Maybe. No, I, I totally agree with you. Um, as you said, I think this team is hungry. Um, yes. They're certainly upset with the way things ended last year, and can't can't blame them at all. No, uh, but. In addition to that, 
there's no weight of a number one seed on their shoulders this year. I agree. They don't have any legitimate expectation with, I mean, especially with the way they played. Yeah. To like, you know, make it super deep. And yeah, the thing about Illinois is you can't, you can't really sleep on them because they're, they're no. a really talented group of players. I agree. And I mean, really they play well as a team. Um, you know, yeah. there's definitely some losses that they could have had back, but you know, you don't look at any loss on their schedule and be like, wow, they got uh, minus Purdue, I guess. Wow. They got, you know, destroyed, you know, like mm-hmm. there's not one that you can point out and be like, wow, that was a really bad loss. Uh, they lost to Arizona by four. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost Purdue twice. They beat Iowa. They beat Wisconsin. Uh, I, I mean, really, I guess Ohio State. I, I've been, yeah, no, Ohio State's a good team. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, on any given night, Kofi Coburn is going to be the best player on the floor. Yeah. Um, he's going to give everybody havoc. He, he just doesn't stop. His motor doesn't no. stop. No. He continues to score, and the best part is he does it efficiently. And, you know, kind of as you were, what you're talking about there with the guards, um, I'm in no way am I comparing them to, to, to them, but I just want to say it's similar to like how Baylor worked their guards last season. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, you got a, just a good collection. Yeah. Uh, they all specialize in different things, uh, and they all make your team great. And, I agree uh, that. yeah, that, that's exactly what, you know, this team kind of has there, um, at that. At that position. I love that. I love that comparison. I love that. Um, next up, we got Houston and UAB. Houston losing Sasser. You know, this team looked like they were not going to be in a position to, to, you know, do very much. But, you know, somehow, some way, they win the athlete, American Athletic. They win the regular season title. They win the conference tournament title. Um, then they now got UAB, who came out in the Conference USA game, you know, and beat Louisiana Tech. This is a trend I might go for. Okay. Because I'm I'm liking I'm liking Jelly Walker, man. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, the dude just gets freaking buckets. I mean, God. I mean, he's doing it on anyone. I mean, I think he's a high. And here's the other thing, Devin. Here's when I'm looking at mid majors, I look at a couple things. Are you afraid? Are you used to playing a power five competition? Andy Kennedy is used to coaching high power competition and he's got multiple transfers that keep the power schools. Yeah. That's a big deal to me when I'm predicting upsets. And that's why I like UAB over Houston, but I think Houston to me, Devin, this is when you're going to see the loss of Sasser get to them. A lot of their players have been kind of, you know, stepping up in big ways. And, you know, Calvin Sampson brings this culture of, you know, next man up, next man up. Every guy's just going to step right in, step right in. Kyler Edwards, step right in, step right in. Fabian White, step right in. I just think with the short, they don't play a lot of guys. They're like seven deep. They're not. They don't play enough. I don't think. They're gassed. I think UAB could take advantage. I like this upset. I like this 12-5. I understand a lot of people are picking it, but I like this 12-5. Give me UAB over Houston. What are, you, what, what are your thoughts? No, I think that's totally fair. Um, Houston's a great team. Uh, UAB has got a bunch of scoring talent. Houston loves playing defense. Um, yeah, they do. Truthfully, it's a very intriguing matchup. Um, and uh, really great 12-5 matchup as well. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's really tough. I, you know, I if I think if you or sorry if if Houston wins, you know, this game, yeah. and you know, Illinois ends up winning, I don't see Houston pulling that one off. Right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, they're just short, uh, and you know, short's not good for the tournament. Let's be honest here. They got to be tough. Uh, and uh, in, in terms of the UAB matchup, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Jordan Walker is just awesome. Yeah. Uh, and when you're in the tournament, you know, as proven time and time again, having those type of guys mm-hmm. can set you apart, yeah. you know, from from other teams. I mean, yeah. if another team doesn't have that guy, I uh, mean, look at just for example, uh, you know, Max Azemus last year, mm-hmm. uh, just absolutely balling. I yeah. mean, you know, he, he was, <laughs> he was on, he, I agree. Yeah. He changed games and, yep. You know what? If if you got a, a player that can do that type of thing, uh, it can lead to an upset, and I totally think that's agree. entirely top possible here with UAB Houston. Totally agree. I mean, I think Jelly Walker is. I mean, I like. I think Amos was Amos was very talented at Oral Roberts, uh, but I. I mean, and Walker is like you put him on a high level Division One team. I think he's putting up twenty a game. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think he's that good. Um, that's not a shot to Amos. I'm just saying. I think Jelly Walker Trent. He translates to any power conference. No, I agree. Yeah, I, I think he's. I think that's going to be that. To me, that's where he can really step it up. And I just, again, I think Andy Kennedy's not going to be afraid of the moment here. Uh, next up, Colorado State, Michigan. Uh, the NCAA can't uh, travel. Uh, help Colorado State travel. Apparently, apparently they make billions of dollars, and they can't figure out how to freaking plan a flight for Colorado State and Michigan. Um, does not have Devontae Jones in this contest and they get to play in Indy and they're an 11 seed. I think that's a joke. It's like a half home. It's like a half home game for them. That's exactly right. I think that's a freaking joke. Um, So let's, let's talk, let's talk this because Devontae Jones is a nice player, but if he's out, I think that's a really big deal. Devin. I think that's a really big deal. I don't think people are talking about it. I think Isaiah Stevens is a good enough guard. He can make you pay a little bit. And when you don't have Devontae Jones available, an experienced senior guard, that can kill a team. A team, Devin, in Michigan, that has been extremely inconsistent. Yeah. They have talent, but they're very inconsistent. So is their head coach. You don't know when he's showing up to the bench. I think I think the thing with Michigan is their talent level can get there. But man, I think they could fall any moment. Colorado State, a team, Devin, this is my worry, man. Can David Roddy hold himself against Hunter Dickinson? Yeah, no, that's legit. Can David Roddy hold himself against Hunter Dickinson? If you believe the answer is yes, then Colorado State beats Michigan. Colorado State beats Michigan. Because I think for the most part, Devontae Jones being out makes that big of a difference. When you have a senior guard like that, I understand he's had a ton of NCAA tournament experience, but that's still really important. And I think yeah. that, and I mean, is Jawan Howard reliable as a coach? I mean, it sounds bad, but I mean, I'm serious, man. Is he reliable? It's a legitimate question. I mean, is he reliable? Can I trust him to be on the court for 40 minutes? I mean, I'm not, I mean, I think, I think Colorado state, 
has, I mean, certainly the travel sucks, but I mean, at one point I was liking Michigan in this game and I was like, Oh, this is a lock. This is a lock. But with Devontae Jones being out and the more I start thinking about Michigan, why am I putting my trust in Michigan? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. I, I personally think Colorado state wins this game. Um, you, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Michigan's not. Like I like but that you think that. I like that you think. I think a lot of people are picking Michigan. I, see, that's the issue is... Yes. Being being in Big Ten country, right in the thick of it. Yes. You can pick up, you know, what type what type of team Michigan is. And I agree. It's just that. too inconsistent. I, I mean, agree. personally, I think they were lucky to even make the tournament. I totally agree with that. Uh, yep. Let alone be seated 11. Um, I 100%. So, I mean, it's really tough to say. It really is. I think Colorado State wins this game. And um, <laughs> and if they do, you know, you're going to start hearing rumblings with Michigan because, you know. I agree with that. Those boosters, they don't like they don't like that type of loss. They don't like being bad or or, you know. They they made it to the tournament, but they don't like the type of consistency that they've seen. Look at John, That's exactly right. Jim Harbaugh. You know, yes. There's no reason to think that you know Juwan Howard doesn't have the same exact, uh, you know, uh, target on his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he does. I mean, this is a program that's built on winning, and you know they've won ever since I can remember. And uh, you know, being that able great. to to make these deep runs, which you know, Howard has shown. Eh, you know, it's like right on the line, but. At the same time, like you said, it. What are you? What are you actually going to get? What are you going to end up getting? That's exactly right. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough, and um, you know, maybe maybe taking that travel. I know it's a twelve fifteen uh, game. Uh-huh. It really sucks for them, but sure. Um, I, I you know maybe Colorado State pulls this thing out. I, I don't think that's totally unreliable. I don't think that I don't see any reason why they can't. I know they didn't play any top twenty five teams, but they've been a really good team the entire season. Um, yeah, really consistent team. There's, there's no reason to think that they can't win. I mean, they beat Boise State. And we're sitting here talking about how Boise State give right, right, Gonzaga a run for their money. Right. I mean, this is a legitimate team. They beat St. Mary's. Uh, they beat Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. Like this is a legit team. Like definitely yeah. don't sleep on Colorado State. I agree. I agree. I think they're they're a decent team, and and we'll see where things line up. Um. Okay, this is really going against the grain. (laughs) I think think I don't get why everybody's just going to sit there and say Tennessee just wins and and just wins easily. I don't get it. I mean, like, I mean, I was in person to see the Tennessee Volunteers take on the Oregon State Beavers with a very similar roster construction. Yep. Two very good high-level guards taking a lot of pressure against a frankly not great front court offensively with Tennessee. Tennessee didn't have that. And they sucked against Oregon State. They didn't show up. And I understand they're a three seed, and I get that they're really hot. But I mean, so is Lockwood. Yes. Yeah, so 19 Lockwood. of 20 wins. 19 to 20 wins, 39% from three. 
19 wins in a 19 of past 20, 39% from three. I'm not saying I'm doing it, but Devin, if you made me pick a 14 over a three, this is my 14 over a three. This is my 14 over a three. I really believe that. I think there's an interesting little plot twist here. Yeah. I mean, you look at Longwood, obviously, like you just said, really great three-point shooting team. Great three-point shooting team. Tennessee, on the other hand, they can have the struggles on offense. I mean, yeah, they could. they've had God, them. They do. <laughs> yeah. If you get, you know, we've seen it plenty of times in the tournament. Yes, Tennessee's a great defensive team, but sometimes yeah. if a team is hot and just making those shots, I agree. they are very susceptible to making that type of uh, upset. So, uh, you know, this, these are two teams, both on hot streaks. Yeah. Uh, what a really great matchup, honestly. And I agree. Let's not forget, everybody's coming into this thing saying, you know, who the hell is Longwood? <laughs> I know. I yeah. Said that. yeah. Seriously, I know yeah. I said that. I've never heard of Longwood. Right. I haven't so, either. Right. <laughs> going into this thing, you know, they're going to have that type of chip on their shoulder as well. Uh, you know, we kind of saw that uh, different different circumstances, but we kind of yeah. saw that with like UMBC. Yes, we uh, did. You know, they come in and they just kind of have that chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I really do think this is an interesting round, especially, uh, you know, a lot of people are, are choosing Tennessee to make it very far in the tournament. Very, very um, far. Very, very far. But I think they're kind of overlooking Longwood um, and, and that's definitely something that you can't do. So, yeah. uh, if you're Tennessee, you want to go in, you want to kick their butts and yep. you want to, you know, prove your, prove your stuff. Um, I agree. So you, yeah, you got to You can't let off the gas pedal. You got to go to You got to go right off the tip and you got to put it on them. Yeah. Like you got, I mean, I'm honestly, maybe like an eight Oh start. You put an eight Oh start on them. I think you got it. You know, you just got to say, look, we're, we're really good. We, we, we've got a great resume for a reason. Yeah. But Tennessee has had questions over the last couple of years, in my opinion, with March. And I think yeah. it's fair to say you, we shouldn't just be taking that away um, or, or just acting like that didn't happen. Because that's exactly what I think people are doing. Next up. Our team to trust. Our team. Ohio State, Loyola, Chicago. Um, Ohio State's very inconsistent. Loyola, Chicago does not have Porter Moser. Loyola, Chicago. What? Give me Loyola. All right, let's go. I disagree with this. So here's here's my here's my here's my thinking. Here's my thinking. Okay, I think they are. I I, I just I think Porter Moser um, has put Loyola in this position. Um, this isn't Valentine's team. I think it's Porter Moser's team, and I think he's You're kind right. of getting the kind of somewhat luck of the whole. Porter Moser was a great coach and was able to get these guys to deep runs. So they're battle tested and experienced. Right. Um, I think, I think a lot of people are going to take Loyola Chicago because of the reputation. I think Ohio state, I understand they are extremely inconsistent. I get it. There's no denying it. The injuries have gotten to them. I just feel like Devin, um, I think Chris Holman's going to flex his muscles. I think Chris Holman's going to flex his muscles in this game. I think he's going to put together a really good game plan. I think EJ Liddell is a top 10 player in the country. I think Malachi Branham has a chance to take over any game he wants. 
And I think when you have a combination of that three, that puts you in a good position to not only win one game, but win two games and go far. And I'm not saying I'm doing that because I like Villanova a lot, but I, I think too many people are picking Loyola Chicago based off their reputation. They do not have a Crutwig level player like they had last year or under like they were last year. Um, this is not the same team in Loyola to me. I like Ohio State over Loyola, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on why you like Loyola over Ohio State. Look, I no, I, I get I get all of what you just said. Uh, you know, people picking them because of their reputation. And that does play a part in it. it plays uh, a, yes, yes, I agree. That. I agree. But the thing I see with Loyola um, is just kind of the fact that just who the team is. I mean, huh. this is a very, very experienced team and they're very consistent at that. Um, yeah, that's fair. You know, some of the best, uh, one of the best shooting teams in the country mm. and you know, they're always going to give their best on defense. That's just yes. kind of who they are. Yeah. Um, I'm not going with Loyola here thinking that they're going to make a deep turnaround run like they have you know, yeah. the last few years. Yeah. I'm going with Loyola here because I just like the matchup. Um, that's fair. That's as you fair. said, I, Ohio state has been inconsistent this year. Uh, very up and down. You know, they've, they've beaten Illinois. They beat Duke, but yeah, they lost to Purdue. They lost to Iowa. Right. <laughs> um, and you know, on Loyola's turn, they, they lost to Auburn. They lost to Michigan state, uh, but they beat San Francisco, but right. right. Um, I just like the experience that comes with this uh, game. I, I like the way that Loyola's always played. They always pride themselves on the defensive end mm. and then turn around and do it offensively. I just like the consistency in this game. I, I like the consistency mm. of Loyola. I like what they bring to the table. Mm. And I think that's kind of enough to get them past Ohio State. Now in the next game, not so much. I just... Fair. I just think with Ohio State that Loyola would be able to do that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I mean, again, I think that's a very fun contest. First game, one of the first games on oh, yeah. Friday. That's oh, yeah. a very fun game to watch from a competitive and, and, and roster standpoint. Uh, Villanova over Delaware. Jameer, I'm sorry. Uh, Jameer Nelson yeah. Sr. I just, I can't do it. I'm not buying the uh, father, son. and We're going to pull off an upset over Villanova. Uh, I can't do it. Uh, I, I'm taking Villanova. I like Villanova a lot. Uh, Devin, do you like Villanova over Delaware? Yes. We okay. Don't I don't. I don't even really need. I don't think we need oh. to go much farther in it either. Give me Villanova okay. or Delaware, and I think Villanova uh, probably gets past Ohio State and Loyola Chicago. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, we'll go to the Midwest. I know it's our last region. We got. Kansas and Texas Southern, San Diego State and Creighton. Uh, I'm sorry, Texas Southern. I understand you've won three of four of your first four games, uh, but unfortunately, it's not the first round. It's it's the first four. Uh, <laughs> Kansas uh, will 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 uh, belly. Uh, they'll just they'll just, uh, yeah, give me Kansas. Uh, they're just going to do whatever Kansas does. Uh, O'Shea is not going to lose. 
uh, his first game in the tournament. He's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, he's, he's a next level scorer. Uh, I just don't think they'll lose in their first game of the tournament. And I like him uh, a lot to to go far. Uh, San Diego State Creighton, I think, is a really interesting toss up, though, Devin. I, I think, you know, Creighton's a very young team. Yeah. Um, they're, they're very, very young, uh, you know, for the most part, they, they got a lot of intriguing pieces in Kalkbrenner, uh, O'Connell, uh, I, you know, again, decent, you know, decent stuff there. When I'm looking at San Diego state, um, extremely good defensively, 57 points a game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're ridiculous. That's always that's always been who they are, though. That's always been who they are. They make games ugly and they grind them out every year, and that's exactly what March is. Um, but my gosh, they have a tough time putting the ball in the bucket. Yeah. Um, you know, Bradley, a great player, uh, but but you know, if he doesn't get twenty points for them, I mean, where's the offense coming from? Right? Yeah. I mean, that's my only concern. It's really, do you trust San Diego State's defense so much? Do you trust that defense enough to get them by Creighton? I do. I do. I think Creighton caught fire, and I don't think it's going to hold. I don't think it's going to hold, and that's why I like San Diego State. I just don't think they're going to do more than one game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, dude. All these Big East teams this season are just so hard to tell what they're going to do. I agree. You've You've seen really good stuff from all of them, and then you've also seen really bad stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's such a tough thing, and uh, but you know, as you said, it, San Diego State is just so offensively challenged. Yeah, um, yeah, they have so much trouble yes. scoring. Yes, um, but even with those troubles, and, and this might be a little shocking, Creighton only averages four points more than them a game. Mm. Um, mm. I don't know what that plays in it, but, mm. um, you know, San Diego State's defense, as you said, uh, definitely one of the best in the country Yeah, uh, when you get to that part. Uh, yeah. But Creighton also has size. Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they do. Also they also have do. a good defense as well. Um, yeah. it, it's This one's a tough one to call. Um, yeah. Their inexperience has really shown this season. Um, I agree. But they've also shown what they can be at Great the same props. time. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. I, I really don't. That's fair. That's Either fair. way, whatever team wins is going to lose to Kansas. So That's fair. I'm not even going to uh, disagree. I'm yeah. not even not disagree. Um, Iowa-Richmond, Iowa-Richmond, Providence, South Dakota State. What a joke that Richmond's on the 12 line. Are you freaking kidding? Are you freaking kidding? Six seed in the A-10. I mean, I get that they were hot, but seriously? They are not a 12 seed, man. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I mean, what a joke. What a joke. I mean, give give me Iowa over Richmond. Yes. Easily. Yeah, I, easily. I, easily. I, now, I, I will say this. I will say this. With I, um, I am not of the belief that they are going to do what everybody says they're going to do because I don't think they can hold it. They're they're two and five in the top 25. They're inconsistent as crap. And Fran McCaffrey's their head coach. 
Fran McCaffrey with good teams definitely does not know how to live the expectations. Yeah. With all due respect, he might get through a sweet 16, but he ain't going much farther than that. I mean, it's it just, it's kind of how it is with Iowa. And I understand yep. Keegan Murray is a great difference maker, but my goodness gracious. I mean, I just think they're getting a little too high, but I like them over Richmond because I think the committee, that is one thing I think the committee did that is just a joke. You are putting Richmond on the same tier as Indiana. Are you kidding? I mean, I just don't see that, Devin. I just don't see that. I think that is horrible by the committee. I think that is horrible. Um, I, I, horrible. And then when I'm looking at Providence, South Dakota State, from a betting perspective, this is a game that has just shifted the line like nobody business. South Dakota State plus two against Providence. Um. This is tough give, me Pro- give me Providence, though. I mean, goodness. I mean, I just don't understand it. You know, I, under- I mean, I get, I get, Devin, they don't have a superstar. I get that. They don't have a superstar. But they finish games. Why is that being taken like? Why are we taking that so lightly? Why are we taking that so lightly to me? I don't get it. I mean, I understand Al Durham is not Jay Knight. I understand Jared Bynum is not Jelly Walker. But they finish games. They finish in the clutch. They're reliable as you can get. That is true. Aaron Watson is a legitimate frontcourt presence. I mean, I just, I get it. South Dakota State is reeling wins at 21 straight. I get it. Shireman is tough. They've got a solid offense. I don't. I think. I think. I think Ed Cooley is a great coach. Uh, not a yes. good coach. A great coach. And I will take a great coach over the South, uh, South Dakota State. And I like Providence going to the Sweet Sixteen. Devin, what are your thoughts on this pod? Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, South Dakota State, obviously awesome offensively. Eighty-six yeah, points are. a game. Yeah, they are. But. You know, where they kind of fall behind here is defense. Uh, they're straight-up running gun team. Uh, yes. they're, they're, they're just shooting the ball. Whatever happens on defense happens. We just need the ball back so we can shoot again. <laughs> That's exactly um, right. Yes. And when you're, when you're slotted against a team like Providence, who is pretty solid defensively, 67 yes. points a game, um, I think that Providence is willingly able to you know, shut them down. Plus, I, I agree. Not to mention, Providence is also very good on the offensive end as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. So, I, I get, I get the appeal here. I'll, I'll just say that I do get the appeal. And if South Dakota State does get really hot, I think that is a danger. But I think Providence should probably win this game. But take the value. Take the yeah. value. Providence at minus. Take the value. Take the value. I think people are too trendy on this pick. Way too many people. And I think too many people are, are disrespecting what they have done this season. I get, and I get they were not projected to be this good. Seventh in the Big East, Devin. Seventh. They were yeah. not projected to be good. But here they are, a number four seed, and they're being taken like a seven. Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I think it's a joke. Um, but here's a bigger joke. Uh, Will Wade. Will Wade's a bigger joke. And LSU is taking on Iowa State 
Uh, and Devin, I, you know, at this point, you know, Will Wade might be sending out Venmo to everybody. Uh, he might be, you might be wanting to get the uh, Venmo ID because uh, all he's doing is just spending cash like nobody's business. Uh, you know, he, and who knows? He might have, he might have double phones. Uh, what a joke! An embarrassing, embarrassing situation that with LSU. I mean, how in the freaking world uh, do you let this happen if you're LSU? He's done this multiple times. And here you are in the NCAA tournament. And what I thought was a personally good draw for them. And you don't have a head coach. Yeah. I think that's a joke. That's an embarrassment of Will Wade. It's a, it's a, it's a joke. And he's done it for years. He's done it for years. All of a sudden you're going to fire him now. Are you kidding me, Devin? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I just think it's so soft. It's so soft. I mean, I just, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I just, I'm not a fan of how LSU's handled this. And Iowa State, Devin, is the definition of up and down. They had an incredible beginning start to the season. Incredible. All of a sudden, they've just kind of not been that great since. Um, Just really not found stride. Um, But Isaiah Brockington's a really good player. And like you, you and I have talked about, you know, in the Midwest, you get a lot of Big Ten conversation. You see a lot of Big Ten teams. Sam Brockton at Penn State was a cold player, man. He was a nice player. And here he is with an opportunity, in my opinion, to take to potentially take Iowa State over LSU. I I just think there's too much drama for me to trust LSU. There's too much drama. I think yep. Iowa State just collectively, whether I think they're up and down or not, I don't even think it matters. I just think they're just, you can just trust their situation more as opposed to LSU when it just feels like there's drama everywhere in the program. So I, for that reason, give me Iowa State over LSU, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. No, I agree. I, I, I really do. Um, but I, really, both teams have been very up and down. Um, yeah, yeah, they have. And, uh, you know, Iowa State, really great defensive team. I mean, both teams actually sought up pretty much the same, I guess, uh, defensively. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, all of the drama that's that's happened you know, in the past few weeks, it's kind of a big deal. And it's yes. really hard for teams to focus, um, you know, when, when stuff like that's happening. I mean, you've mm. seen it time and time again, you know, when you, you kind of lose your leader, your literal leader. Um, and... <laughs> Uh, not to mention everything else that that's going on. It's just, it's tough no to trust experience. teams like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, they have no, and experience. no experience and not having, not having him to be able to be there to you know, help coach up the experience. It's, I agree. It's, it's a tough thing, man. It's a mess. That's a mess. Uh, Wisconsin Colgate, RG will like me. Cause I'm not giving anything to Colgate. Colgate, Colgate at this point, Devin, uh, would be better off going to Target and get some Colgate toothpaste because <laughs> they aren't beating the Badgers. No, nope. they're just not doing it. I'm not even going to discuss it. They're not beating the Badgers. Next nope. up, next up, USC Miami. I really wish they would have put USC and San Francisco together because that would have been a sick rivalry. You put Murray State, Miami, whatever, whatever, whatever. That's true. You know, whatever. They, they whatever. They want USC and Miami two power brands. Um, USC sucks. I think USC sucks. I mean, Isaiah Mobley is, I have never seen a player have a higher reputation because of someone else than that guy. I just don't <laughs> think he's that great. 
I think his brother has elevated his overall talk. And like, I just, I don't buy it. I think Boogie Ellis is the best player on their team. Um, and then I think Jim Laranek is a very solid coach. And I, I think infield is decent. Um, but I, I am fading this USC team like nobody's business. Um, I think Miami's hot. They got good perimeter play. And the game's in Greenville, South Carolina. The U's making the trip. Yeah. Give Miami over USC. I, I honestly like that crap. And then I, and you know, Albert and Jacksonville State, Jacksonville State freaking frauds sit there and 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 take advantage of a semi, you know, take advantage of losing in the semifinals because of Bellman uh, winning that conference, winning the Atlantic, uh, you know, Atlantic Sun. I mean, what a joke! Such an embarrassment uh, of the Atlantic Sun but to put themselves in that position. I mean, it's unbelievable. And then Auburn, Auburn, I think that's a great draw. Devin, I think they got a great. I think they got a great draw. So, what are you liking from this pod right here? Yeah, I mean, as you said, I, I think Auburn gets a great draw here. I think, um, you know, they get draw. great, great matchups here. Uh, at least until they they get to a potential. I mean, potential uh, Wisconsin matchup in the Sweet Sixteen. I agree. Uh, yeah. that's that's when things get real. But um, Auburn. Uh, sorry, Miami. Yeah, I do like this one for Miami. I really do. Uh, similar to similar to Michigan, half home game here. Um, yeah, and yeah, it is. We all know the U travels, so that's not that's not an Heck issue. Yeah. Heck um, to to their credit, USC travels as well, but it's all the way across the all the way across the nation. That's a little bit tougher. Um, but regardless of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I just kind of like the way that Miami's been playing lately. Uh, you know, they've been really... I, they could be better on the defensive end, but... Um, yeah. They they do have have the uh, the talent on offense. So, I, I mean, you know, 18 of 24 side of the season, that's, that's not too shabby. Beating Duke, beating North Carolina by 28, by the way. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Really great win. So uh, this team's legit. Um, USC, on the other hand, doesn't really have that many notable wins. I mean, sure, they beat UCLA one time. (laughs) Never touched Arizona. Uh, They beat San Diego State, but uh, again, offense for San Diego State. Not good. (laughs) I mean, I can't even say. Oregon's nowhere nowhere near Nowhere near what they were last year. I mean, obviously, they're not. They're not even here. Oh my gosh! It's just you know these these are their notable wins, and really, there's right. not really notable win. There's right. notable losses. Notable like, losses. That's yeah. exactly right. So, uh, yeah, it's, that's it's, that's exactly right. Give me the hey, and to give them credit, number ten seeds are five and two against number seven past two tournaments. So, and I, yeah. I like that. I like, I like, I just like that seven and 10. Um, I, I lot in their favor. Um, Auburn, I think is really good. I think they got a great chance to a deep run. Um, I know everybody's hammering on the guard play and I agree with it. Um, but here's the thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, if they face Wisconsin, Johnny Davis may not be a hundred percent. That could help Auburn. Um, 
And I, and I understand Bruce Pearl has not been the greatest in terms of allegations and things like that, but I mean, he certainly right. coaches in March. Yeah. I mean, you can't mistake that he coaches so, in March and you give a talent like Jabari Smith and what Walker Kessler has been doing two of the top players in college basketball with a great coach like that. I'm taking my chances and I understand Auburn didn't play as well as you would have wanted a team in the two line to do at the yep. end of the season. But I just think they've got enough there in the tank. Um, in my, in my opinion, to head themselves into a pretty deep run. And without yep. further ado, that is the uh, conclusion of this podcast. It was fun to break down the bracket with you, Devin. Um, I'm excited for what this, you know, for what everything, you know, for what this tournament's going to bring, man. It should be great, great time to get together, uh, watch some games. Uh, who knows? I'm not sure where our plan is, where we're going to go in terms of directions on podcasts. I know Bryce is hoping to be back uh, next week. Uh, but Devin, thank you for coming on and uh, hope everybody enjoyed this one. Saturday.